Hello and welcome to Journey to a Dream. I'm Beth Espy and generally we speak to people who haven't quite yet made it over to race on the Isle of Man. But this is a slightly different story. As we'll hear, Glenn English is no stranger to racing over here and hopefully he's making a comeback. My name's Glenn English. Been racing motorbikes since 1983. Did the TT first year in 1990 and... Our last event was the Manx Grand Prix Senior Classic when I won it, and that was in the year 2000. I only stopped doing it because my daughter was born. Just never seen fair, really, having a young child. And, you know, she'd just been born and just, you know, just, yeah, my head wasn't really a good place, really. And just, you know, I, I waited to win the race. That was it, and I'd won it. And, you know, there'd been an event that had happened at the TT earlier that year when I wasn't allowed to ride because I hadn't qualified. And you know, I'd only not qualified because it had been raining and I was bike testing and stuff and I just no I won that Manx and I just went that's it thanks and I never went back after that but I've always missed it you know like it was fine but then I did them parade laps a few years back about 10 years ago I was invited to do a parade lap with Peel and said oh but it's lovely old Manx Norton how do you fancy parading it in the one lap and I went well, that'd be right and um did a few laps I didn't have a clue where I was going I just couldn't remember any of it but then as soon as I got on that Manx Norton and I was sat on the right bit of the road and I could use the whole road, it was just like an old film. It all just come back to me. I was just, my lines were just, yeah, just to come back. And I just thought, oh my God, it's like, oh, I just want to do it again. Just want to do it again. I just, I knew exactly where I was going. I didn't, I don't think I missed a single apex and I hadn't done it for quite over 10 years. And I've ridden a few more of them parades and, um, you know, I get, I've been in trouble with the marshals because go too fast. Just got that urge to go back. So, um, yeah, I'm thinking about it seriously thinking about it as well i am an artist and i make sculptures and i've done a few sculptures and models since i had this idea i thought right to raise some money i'm going to make a sculpture of the uh, max grand prix trophy so i'm literally just going to make an 100th anniversary trophy which i'm I actually on it at the moment which will be finished in a couple of weeks and it's a 100th anniversary trophy and they're gold gold leaf and they're about 10 inches high i'm only going to make 25 of them and hopefully raise some money to do the manx next year I've been offered a ride for somebody, been in touch. And um, yeah, a lovely Manx Norton, a chance meeting with a fellow a little while ago. I just said, I've, I just, you know, he's asking me, was it a bike? Is it a summer bike? Mean that Ace Classic spot on. We met this guy, really nice fella. And I just said, I did them parade laps and I just got the urge to do it. And I said, I, I just know I could do it. I, I think I'd be reasonably edgy for sprawl. You know, so I just, you know, I'm 57 and just. You know, life's getting like then you know, life's passing by, and just you got to live life, haven't you? And I just miss it, and I just thought like, I just got the urge to do it, and I said if I got the opportunity to do it, I'll, I will. And he went, well, I've got a lovely Manx Norton. If you want to ride that, and, I, and then he phoned me up a couple of weeks ago and said, you, you still think about that Manx? I went, yeah. So uh, yeah, that might happen. It's looking like it is anyway. There's a downside to the Isle of Man, as everyone knows, but you got to live life, haven't you? You know, and you got to have fun. Never stopped racing. This is the thing. This is why I know I can come back. Because I, I remember, the, I know the circuit. I've never stopped racing. I've raced every year since, you know, I just haven't done the Isle of Man. Um, you know, I've won a few British championships and national championships and world championship on classic bikes. So, you know, I'm still winning now. I'm 57. So, I, I know. I just, yeah. You know, I might have lost that slight edge. You know, that, you know, desperate when it all costs things what I used to have when I was riding there. But um, I thought I'll be fine, mate. But we're we'll to see. I'm not going to have to put too much pressure on myself. I'm just going to go there for some fun and, 
if I don't put pressure on myself, I'll go, if I fun and the bike's good and we all get on, um, the rest just happens. It will just fall into place. So that's the plan. And what do your family think about the decision? My daughter, um, yeah, she said, she said, oh, Dad, if you wanted to go and do it, I wouldn't mind, you know, and now I'm growing up. And I never expected that. So then I said to her the other day, I said, oh, by the way, I'm doing the Manx Grand Cream. Yeah, I'm not so sure. <laughs> she, she didn't seem quite so keen then. But um, I think she's all right, really. And do you think you'd be able to put into words what it is about this course here on the Isle of Man that's such a draw? Well, it is the best place. It is the best place in the world to race a boat, but I've never, yeah, just them parade laps, just, you know, my favourite, Greba Castle, just going through there. And you can't, you, can, you can't put it into words. There, are, there is no words that describe the feeling you get from going, I, I, I would get from going through that section. There's nothing I've ever done in life. It's as much fun as that. You know, there was, yeah doing big arrow, you know, and yeah, it's just, that's just some amazing feeling you get riding around that course. And see, I, I did a lot of circuit racing after I finished the Isle of Man. I rode for Fred Wormsley most of the time and had some fantastic times and races. And I always said, I, I don't miss the Isle of Man at all. You know, as long as I'm riding bikes, you know, as long as you're racing and that, I didn't realise until I did that parade lap that I actually do how much I had missed it because just going through them sections I used to really, really love. It just all come back and nothing can beat it. And nowadays, obviously, we've got so much more coverage of it. We see the TT and the MGP on the television. And I'm guessing that doesn't help when you're missing something so much. Well, yeah, I look at it and I just think it's on the wrong line there. <laughs> you know, I can't help but be critical. I just think, oh, you know, I, I never stood up. They're not using, Glow's have some pretty good lines because Steve Islock taught me and he, he showed me some things. He said, just keep it under your act. He said, I don't tell anyone these, these lines. He said, just if you need it, he said, you've got it. And it was just in a few places and, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I watch it and I am overly critical, but that's racist for you, isn't it? We all, we all do that and we all think, hey, he ain't doing that right. But that's blow me away, some of the speeds they're doing, though. And I look at what Dean Anderson did under the under and mile now. Right but you have to put it in the context, you know, the course has changed a lot. You know, like we used to go down to, it was third gear, I suppose, for Brandish, but now they just take it flat and top, didn't they? So it has changed a lot. Just take us back to where this road racing all started for you Glenn was it something that was in the family did you grow up around motorbikes well when I was a kid my uncle Jim always had bikes and I always that's all I remember as a kid uncle Jim he's you know he always had motorbikes BSA gold stars and Ducatis and all sorts of things but he spent most of my childhood in plaster because he's quite likes to own his gym and he you know he's always a safe bet for a good crash so um they always used to go to the Isle of Man um him and my dad and they'd go over there on you know, on their bikes. I remember it, like four-year-old postcards from the Isle of Man. And I got, you know, and I just, I was just wanted to go so much. It just sounded so much fun. So they'd always be talking about Agostini and Jim would play his records and Schofield records of the MVs and the Hondas and the Sands of them. And it was just become something that, because they wouldn't take me, they, they went. It was, I just remember thinking, I, I, I'm going to do that when I get older, you know. I wanted to be, I wanted to, I wanted to do, because they wouldn't take me, I wanted to do it better than what they did. And it made me determined to actually, I wanted to race in the Isle of Man TT, because they would never take me. It's funny, isn't it? That's, basically, that's what it was. You know, well, they didn't want to take me. It's just that it was just, they didn't, I don't know, they realised, I was just a little kid, you know what I mean? And they would, can't be take a five-year-old, because it's the Isle of Man, really, and on a motorbike, you know. But it just, that was what, that's where, that's where it started, basically, yeah. Little did they know, eh? Yeah. Well, what was it? I started racing motorbikes when I was 16 in 1983, and I never did the Isle of Man. It was just so expensive, I couldn't afford to do it. I couldn't even afford to race, to be honest with you. I, just sort of, I was a dispatch rider in London all the time. And um, 
then I met Colin Aldridge and um, he gave me a bike to ride and he gave it to Alan Batson for the TT. That was 1989. And I remember thinking, oh, you know, next year I said to Colin, I'll, I'll, I'll do the Isle of Man, do the TT. You know, okay then. So I, I turned up at the Isle of Man and um, I didn't have a clue. Didn't know where I was going or anything. I just turned up. But they didn't have them on. The only on-board video I had was that Joey Dunlop one feet four for victory. But it didn't really mean that much to me because I'd never even, I'd never been around the course, you know. Not, I've, I've been to visit once. But I didn't have a motorbike there. I only went on the back of someone's bike. So I didn't have no idea where the course went. Um, so my, my first practice was at 5.15 in the morning and I didn't know where I was going. I just set off down Bray Hill. I didn't have a clue. You can't do that these days, can you? It was hard and the bike was terrible. didn't handle very well and I didn't really have much experience. And um, yeah, I did I did under my lap in the race just over, which I was quite happy with. But I was scared, to be honest with you. It did frighten me, which was good in a way. I didn't get carried away and I just realised that Every time I went out, I got quicker and quicker. I just learned. I just learned the course. Every time I went out, I just learned a bit more, learned a bit more, and I just looked at it as a long-term thing. And I thought, within five years, I'll have this place mastered, and then I'll be all right. Just don't rush it. So that's what I did. Basically, I just took my time. Because see riders now, they turn up and they're really, really quick in practice, newcomers and whatever, and it does scare me because I know all the mates. Everyone gets excited. I remember it happened years ago. There was a fella there, and all his mates are getting excited. And I said, you need to calm down. I said, you built him up. I said, he hasn't got the experience. I said, you get overconfident. And I said, and it will bite, and it did. And he crashed, he never raced again after that. You know, I was a bit sorry for that fella. Yeah, it's all right for some guys because they've, they've done all the homework, you know. Like Joe Yardsley, brilliant, what he's done that lad. But he lives there. And his dad was a TT rider and he's got the knowledge before he's actually set foot onto that racetrack. But yeah, I never had that. You've touched on the reality of it though, Glenn, the fact that there is an inherent danger in this sport. And I think yeah. for some people who aren't involved in the world of motorbikes, that makes it really hard for them to understand why anyone would risk that yeah yeah I, I struggled with it to a certain degree because i've always said it, it's the best place in the world to race a motorbike it, it's the worst place to crash one it is but if you're sensible you it's no different to riding a road bike you just ride a road bike but you haven't got idiots on the road have you, you the roads are closed you can you can go at your own speed you can go at your own pace you don't have to go mad your safety net is your knowledge the more knowledge you have the safety it is it's it's the lack of knowledge is, is the danger zone because it's very rarely top boys get hurt they only ever get hurt really when it's a mechanical failure. So once you've got that knowledge, things can happen, but things can happen in life, can't they? You know, like I'm thinking now, I'm approaching 60. I'm still racing, I'm still competitive. Um, my body's starting to fall apart. And I know if I don't do it in 10 years' time, I'm going to regret it. What was your favourite part of the course? River Castle. Yeah, I loved it through there. I like the 32nd milestone. I could do that flat on a 125. I liked all of it, really, but never really that much of a fan of the mountain. I found that a bit boring, really, because it was just so open. I like bits with up and down hills and through trees with a winding road, but the mountain was just a bit open and flat and just didn't have that same feeling. But like I said, I still like 32nd milestone was still one of my favourite bits, but probably the only bit on the mountain I actually really enjoyed. I'll do a lap of the course in my, night, in my sleep every night every time when I go to bed at night. I always have done. If I can't sleep, I just go lay in bed and I just start to do a lap of the Isle of Man TT and I fall asleep. I don't even I don't even do about two miles and I fall asleep. So. <laughs> and have you passed this love on? We talked about your daughter a little bit. Has she got any interest in motorbikes at all? She loves to make school pee. She loves going, but she's not. She doesn't want a motorbike. She's not really that. She's in the horses and acting, but she loves the atmosphere. She likes the people. Yeah, she. Yeah, I've, I've taken there a few times with her. And she loves it, but she's always scared when I do the parade lap. You know, realistic about it. But you know, I'll, I'll, as long as my bike's prepared and I trust the people I'm riding for. I won the senior classic, mates. It took me ten years to win that because the bike kept breaking down. 
that was the year when Fred Wormsley got involved and he, my bike kept seizing up in practice. And then Fred just went, Glenn, he said, there's an engine at the airport. He said, I've got other this sent over, go and get it. And he put that engine in my bike for the race and yeah, just set off and wow, couldn't believe it. Just could not believe how fast it was. And I called Bill, it was, it was damp as well. It was raining. It'd been raining all morning. It was damp all the way to Balaquane under the trees. And I'd call Bill Swallow. He started 20 seconds in front of me. And I thought there's no, I remember saying to Andy Molnar before the race, I said, don't you dare put pressure on me. But I'm just going out to ride around. I'm not pushing in the rain. But he said, no, no, he said, just ride it. Just ride the bike down, no pressure. Just do what you want. So as soon as I set off, I was fine. And yeah, I felt like a god on that bike. And I caught Bill Swallow on the first lap, passed him at Crockney Mona. Then I went, what are you doing? Let him back past, just following. So I just tucked him behind him and followed him around. I averaged nearly 106, I think. That was Barry Sheen's engine that he won at Donington Park on earlier that year. But I remember even on the start line, I set off on the start line. And as I went across St. Indian's Crossroad, front wheel map in the air from a standing start. And I, my bike had not even done that and the flying lap. I knew I was on something special. And what do you remember about being on that top step? I remember the commentator. He said, you know, you don't seem very, um, what is it, very, very happy to have, to have won it. And I remember thinking, like, it's just relief, really, I suppose. You've just done it. I wasn't overly excited. No, it was just like, oh my God, I was just pleased it was over. And I'd finally done it. Just took a little while to sink in, I think. It was good. It was relief. Relief. You know, I'd achieved it. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah, and enormously thankful for, you know, the people that helped me do it. And it was just, I did, to be honest with you, I couldn't believe how easy it had been. Because every time I'd done it, it was so difficult. Every year I'd done it, you know, there's always trouble on my bike. So there's always something going wrong. And it was this and it was that. But that race, the bike was just perfect. And it, yeah, it handled it, stopped. It was the easiest race I ever did around the Isle of Man, to be honest with you. I look back and I think, oh, you should have pushed yourself. And But I didn't really believe, didn't enough believe me. I tell you now that I realised how good I actually was when I was younger. You know, I didn't really think, didn't really, I was, I was too many doubts, I think, when I was younger. You know, I look back now and I think, oh, what an idiot. <laughs> but I've done all right, you know. I just want to go. I'm not trying to make amends or anything like that, just go back. I just want to go back and ride that course. I've done them parade laps. And when I've done them, I just think, oh, I just want to do another one now because I, 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 you know what I mean? Because you, you, you're changing down gears for Bagaro and you know you shouldn't, but you just seem so fast when you're going down there. I've not been on a, not gone down there for 20 years, you know, on a race bike. But I just know, God, I used to do that flat on a Manx Norton, you know, and I'm going down two gears there. I'm still going fast, still getting told off by marshals. And my mate Ed, he had an M, he bought an MV500, one of them triples that were very expensive, and it was my dream to ride one of them around the Isle of Man. And he let me ride that and I rode it in the parade lap and I caught. Cameron Donald and the travelling marshal and I passed them both through quarry bends. I was on it. I was proper giving it some. And then the marshal was on his on the fire blade, pulled up next to me, just down the Solby straight, waving to me, pull over. <laughs> so I pulled over and pulled it to the side and just waited to let a few pass. And then I carried on again. And then I caught him again. And I passed him again. And then I pulled up at the paddock and he got off his bike and the travelling marshal, I see him come over. And um, I thought, oh, here we go. I'm going to be in trouble now. And he, as I took my crash helmet off, he saw me and went, oh, my God. He said, I might have known it was you. <laughs> and he just walked away. <laughs> and then Cameron said, oh, yeah, you've not forgotten your way around, have you? I, said, I don't think so, no. <laughs> but, yeah, so then you do them parades, but you just want to do another lap. And I just thought, well, if I hit the race, isn't it just treat them all as like, treat them like the same sort of thing, just go out and have, a, have some fun. But I know I am quite a competitive person. But I'm not fooling myself. I'm not going there to win it or anything like that. I'm just going to go there. And I'm going to just ride. The, I'm just going to ride the way I ride about it. Just do what I do. Look, there's had any chances. Just have some fun. And um, yeah, we'll see. I'll, that's that's how it is, the Isle of Man, isn't it? You know, the more you, the harder you try. Yeah, you only end up disappointed there. 
that's just going to have some fun and see where we finish. Uh, I've got a guy that's offered me a couple of bikes, you know, a nice Manx Norton and a 250 Honda two-stroke. Whether it comes of anything, we'll see, but I'm, he seems a nice fellow and he seems genuine, so that's kind of set the seed, really. So we've just got to let the seed grow, see where we go, but we're going to test the bikes. We just need to raise some money and, yeah, I think we'll be all, if, yeah, that's it, yeah. I need to look into it because you have to get special licences and you have to have special helmets and all that these days, don't you, for the banks. So I need to look into it a bit more, but it's definitely at the talking about it stage and that's where everything starts, isn't it? Well, everything crossed then that we're going to see you on the start line. You mentioned your sculptures and you're only making a limited number of them. Where can people find those? They will be on my website, Glen English Models. Yeah, I've got to finish it first. So it'll, be, it'll probably be another month yet before it's done. I should have had it done ages ago, but I wasn't planning on doing the Manx Grand Prix. It was about a month ago. That was the thing. It was only recently having had this conversation and then being offered bikes and thinking, yeah, we need to raise some money to do this. Yeah, so it'll be on my website soon and um, try and get it reviewed in magazines. But it's, it is a nice trophy. It is, you know, it's a, it's a replica of the, of the actual one. And um, yes, in 24 carat gold leaf on a marble base. As I just wait 25 of them. We talk a lot about the, the motorcycle community, how close they are, the friendships that have formed. You've really found that on your journey so far. Yeah, I've met some amazing people. Yeah, rode for George Bill. He was, he was you know, a good, good guy. Um, then I met Fred Wormsey, very instrumental. I always fit in my, my two, two racing careers. There's the early days, which I don't really like to think about them days too much because didn't really go about it very well. And then when I start say, when I started doing the roads, the Isle of Man made such good lifelong friends. And then I started doing the Goodwood Revival as well, like 10 years ago. And I've done that with John McGuinness. I've won it with John McGuinness and done it with Steve Plater and with Guy Martin. Yeah, so we've had some good, good fun there. So we've got that next week. I'm doing it with Steve Plater again. I'm really pleased about that. And I'm riding for some really nice fellas that I met at Goodwood a few years back. They've just all got together as friends and bought a Maxxis G50. It seems to have turned out um, that I have a relative that raced in the only ever motorbike race at Goodwood in 1951. And he was a business partner with these fellas' granddad. They set a motorbike shop in East London. And it was Sid Franklin was my relative. Look, we were looking into it to make get some proof on this because um, it's quite hard to find out, but it, it is looking that way. But he also rode an AGS-7R in the Isle of Man TT as well. So, yeah, quite a bit of history there if we can dig it up. Glenn English and we wish him all the best over the next 12 months as he hopefully makes his return to the MGP. If you'd like to tell your story, whether or not you've raced on the Isle of Man before, perhaps you'd like to come back, perhaps you're just thinking about it for the first time, do get in touch and let me know, bethesby at manxradio.com or you can also find the link on the Journey to a Dream podcast page.